E3 2021 and all the conferences that weren't part of E3 but were basically part of E3 have now all concluded. The results were mixed with some conferences being drastically better than others and in traditional E3 format there was a lot of overlap and a lot of filler content and all of Monday comes to mind as a day that could have been completely removed making for a tighter and more cohesive event. In our first recap, we covered the early parts of E3, and in our next E3 episode, the plan was to go over the Microsoft and Bethesda conference alongside the Nintendo E3 Direct. However, after revisiting the Microsoft conference, there was just too much to try and squeeze in. There was just too much goodness. Then squeezed in the Nintendo Direct, so Microsoft delivered a very strong conference that now should instill confidence in Xbox owners. This should also now entice new people to the ecosystem. This week on the Video Games Podcast. Heading into the Microsoft Showcase, I would have assumed that Phil Spencer was going to come out first, introduce the team from 343 Industries, and the newly revamped Halo Infinite was going to be shown. This theory was completely wrong, and while it would have been a good way to start the showcase, Microsoft decided to go in a very different direction. The direction of showing Xbox gamers what the purchase of Bethesda means moving into the future. Todd Howard, who you may know as the director of Bethesda Game Studios, came out to introduce one amazing logo and a glimpse into their space RPG, Starfield, which is due out November 22, but that it's also going to be an Xbox exclusive. Now, not only was not leading with Halo Infinite Bold, but they led with a Bethesda title, which is technically, once the dust settles on the whole acquisition, they will likely both feel like one cohesive unit, but right now, they still feel like separate entities. And the reason for bringing out Todd Howard to show Starfield first is obvious. They are making a statement about what games are going to be exclusives moving forward. The other benefit of displaying the exclusivity of Starfield is that it emphasizes just how amazing the value of Xbox Game Pass is right now and will continue to be moving forward. Now, right at this moment, Game Pass has a lot of value just for the sheer content of games that are available. The only issue Game Pass has currently and thus far is having a high frequency of new and exclusive titles to the platform. Microsoft is clearly aware of this issue and is actively trying to rectify the problem with high-profile additions like MLB The Show 21, which hit the service in the spring, as well as a pleasant announcement coming up soon from the show. Now, Game Pass is very sustainable and Microsoft is going to stop at nothing to make this thing too big to fail. This was evident right after the trailer for Starfield ended and they made the announcement that they would be showing 30 games in the showcase and 27 of them are going to be coming to Game Pass on day one. Now sadly, one of the games, one of the three games that isn't coming to Game Pass was one of the low points on the otherwise consistently high showcase for me personally. Diablo 2 Resurrected is coming out sooner than expected in September, but it won't be available on Microsoft Game Pass. 
Working out a deal with Blizzard to get Diablo 2 resurrected on the subscription service would have been quite an announcement to make, but the cadence of releases that Microsoft has planned for Game Pass, it will likely be unnoticeable. Also, Microsoft sometimes doesn't announce Game Pass editions until very close to release like they did with MLB The Show 21, which was only announced about a week to two weeks ahead. Now, there's still hope. The rest of the showcase could be broken down into two categories, pleasant surprises and expected announcements. As for the expected announcements, in our Microsoft predictions, we were anticipating Microsoft Flight Simulator and 12 minutes to get near future release dates, which did happen. Microsoft Flight Simulator will be landing on July 27th on Game Pass with a Top Gun expansion to launch for free in the fall to coincide with the release of Top Gun Maverick, which is a perfect fit for for a video game tie-in. And as for the highly anticipated indie 12 minutes, that will be releasing in August with both titles being available on Game Pass. The other portion was pleasant surprises and the two that piqued my interest the most were Back for Blood being available on Game Pass on day one when it releases in October. And not only does this make a great addition to Game Pass, but it will also bolster the community of players because typically full price multiplayer only games can have a tougher time getting traction. A new game from Turtle Rock studios who created Left 4 Dead and helped on the sequel, returning to their comfort zone sounds amazing. There is still a strong mindset from many gamers that paying full price for a multiplayer only game, which I was fully ready to do as I loved the original Left 4 Dead series and Evolve, which other studios are still trying to emulate and exceed to this day, it looks like Turtle Rock want to be the ones to raise the bar again with many new additions to their formula, most notably the card system. The second announcement that I wasn't expecting was the first game from Jump Ship, which is the studio formed by Dino Patty. And if you don't know, he is the co-founder of Play Dead Studios, and they made Limbo and Inside, which were easily some of the most critically acclaimed indie titles of the past decade. Jumpship was formed in 2017 after a falling out between the two co-founders of Playdead shortly after the release of Inside in 2016, which Patty posted on Twitter about leaving to seek new challenges after 10 incredible years and leaving too dense in the gaming industry. Back when the formation of Jumpship was announced, GamesIndustry.biz had an interview where the team described Somerville as a science fiction action adventure. Now, Dino Patti founded the studio with feature film animator Chris Olsen, who has worked on movies like Skyfall, Thor, and The Avengers. Somerville looks to follow very much in the aesthetic and moody footsteps of Playdead with the game looking like a cross between Limbo, Inside, and War of the Worlds. Now looking to blend 2D and 2.5D environments, the title is currently expected in 2022 and will be exclusive to Xbox, which is fitting as Limbo was a timed Xbox exclusive that put Playdead on the map. And yes, Somerville is coming to Game Pass on day one. Another pleasant surprise is that Forza Horizon 5 is coming, which was expected eventually, but with the rotation of the Forza titles, Motorsport was to be expected first, especially considering it was shown off during the original first-party showcase that Microsoft held to introduce their next-gen titles, and it is also coming sooner than expected with Forza Horizon 5 launching on Game Pass on November 9th. 
One of the big surprises of the presentation was where Halo Infinite was placed, right in the middle of the presentation. Now, the free-to-play multiplayer pillar of Infinite was shown, and it harkened back to classic Halo with huge sandbox battles, as well as showing off new abilities and mechanics that will try and help keep the series relevant without losing its identity like the grapple hook. Halo Infinite didn't come with a release date other than holiday 2021, but if you're judging by the posts that they made highlighting the additions coming to Game Pass, then you can make some assumptions of when it will be released. Forza Horizon 5 will be released on November 9th, and you can assume that they want to give that title some room to breathe, but you also can look at the history of Halo releases to narrow down the window as well. Halo Combat Evolved was released on November 15th, 2001 alongside the original Xbox. November 15th doesn't give Forza Horizon 5 much room to capture an audience, but then again, those are two very different crowds technically. November 15th is also a Monday this year, which games usually don't release on, but it would be pretty amazing to launch Halo Infinite 20 years to the day from the original Halo. Now, that would be my hope, but it seems less likely. The more likely release date of Halo Infinite would be on November 23rd, as that would be two weeks from the release of Forza Horizon 5, and the majority of Halo games have released in November. Now, the latest any year that a Halo game has ever released was the original on November 15th, so we're already in uncharted waters here. The one more thing moment at the end showed Redfall from Arcane Austin, which is clearly Microsoft showing that they are aware that Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are PS5 exclusives, at least for a certain amount of time, but there are Arcane projects in the work, which looks like a co-op, open-world, left-for-dead, Borderlands with Vampires title coming in summer of 2022. Anything from Arcane Studios is great as they have a history of a studio that may not be full of commercial successes, but they are full of critical hits and cult favorites that include Dishonored 1 and 2 and Prey 2017, as well as the upcoming PlayStation 5 exclusive Deathloop, which was absent from the showcase for obvious reasons. From the very opening of the Microsoft and Bethesda game showcase, the momentum was constantly moving forward with little to no filler and something for almost everyone. Microsoft highlighted what the rest of 2021 looks like for Xbox gamers with the next six months having six big titles hitting Game Pass almost every month. First will be the console edition of Microsoft Flight Simulator on July 27th, Psychonauts 2 on August 25th, Back for Blood on October 12th, Age of Empires 4 on October 28th. However, that is a PC exclusive at the moment, which is a slight letdown as they could have just made it require a keyboard and mouse on console. Forza Horizon 5 on November 9th, and the biggest of them all, Halo Infinite with a holiday release day. Now, every day that passes is another step closer to the vision that Microsoft had when they started acquiring studios to bolster their exclusive content. Considering that Microsoft didn't show many big exclusives that we already know about, including Perfect Dark, State of Decay 3, Forza Motorsport, Fable, and Avowed, along with many others, the future of Xbox has never been brighter. Now, it's likely that a few of those titles that we already know about that weren't mentioned are going to land in 2022, along with what they announced today, which is going to lead into Game Pass continuing to put massive amounts of pressure on Sony. 
Phil said it during the Microsoft Bethesda Roundtable. If you're an Xbox customer, then this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. The creative capabilities that we will be able to bring to market is going to be the best it's ever been. Now, based off what Microsoft teased today during their showcase, that looks to be true. That's all for the Video Games Podcast this week. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider subscribing if you haven't already. And remember to be nice to your fellow gamer, but more importantly, be nice to your fellow human. 